Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. We're talking with Dr. Von Holder, Research Project Manager at Alltech, where he heads global nutritional research in beef species. Also with us is Alltech European Research Director, Professor Morris Boland. Dr. Holder, let's start with you. Give me your thoughts on program nutrition. Can you tell us more about this idea? So program nutrition is a, is a nutritional concept that came out of our nutrigenomics and epigenetics laboratory that we set up probably about uh, 10 or 12 years ago uh, that basically looks at the interaction between genes and nutrition and the effect that nutrition has on gene expression. Um, rather than the traditional concept of actually changing gene sequences by either bre- breeding or artificial means, um, a program nu- nutrition was a program set up to evaluate the effects of nutrition on the expression of those genes, so without changing the, the gene sequences. And when you have the power to evaluate the effect of nutrition on every gene in the body simultaneously, it really gives you a powerful tool to fast track research in, in nutrition of both animals and people. How do we apply this concept to animal nutrition? So that's a very important question to ask because um, a lot of the technologies that we use in terms of the epigenetics, the gene chip technologies are are somewhat difficult to understand, uh, very difficult to put your hands on. And so it's very important that down the line from that nutritional work that you do, that you actually put together programs that are actually fed to animals at the end of the day. And when you feed these, these programs to animals, you can actually see the effects, measure the effects in terms of the performance and health of the animals, as well as on the products at the end of the day. So that's a very important part of the program. Does that mean that, the, that nurture wins out versus nature in the nurture versus nature debate? So that is also a very interesting question, and you can't say one or the other because you need both. Quite frankly, you do need a set of genes to start off with. That's the nature part. Uh, Gene sequence is obviously very important because that's the blueprint for what uh, can actually be done within the body. But then the nurture part actually tells you what happens to the animal affects what will actually happen. Uh, It's a very simple example of that is... uh, all of us may have the potential to be a super athlete, but unless you work out every day and, and, and practice those things, you, you won't be an athlete unless you nurture those genes. You say you are what your mother ate. Tell us what you mean by that. So you are what your mother ate means that uh, whatever diet your mother ate when you were in utero uh, will affect eventually what you actually become. Uh, A great example of that is after World War II, the famine that occurred in the Netherlands, um, the actual caloric intake of most of those folks were reduced to about uh, 400 to 800 calories, where usually you would be eating about 2,500 calories. Um, And so the the women that were pregnant during that time, uh, the offspring of those women ended up being much more likely to develop diabetes, uh, to have metabolic syndrome, and to be obese. Uh, by the time they were in their 50s. Uh, And that just showed, even though the diet of those people wasn't any different from any of their compatriots, uh, the fact that the mother was nutrient-restricted when they were in utero affected eventually actually the person that their offspring became. So we start to understand these really powerful effects of multi-generational nutrition and what uh, the nutrition of even uh, successive previous generations Uh, of your ancestors might do to what you actually become. Can we overcome our genetic issues through nutrition? 
in certain circumstances, yes. Um, I think that uh, there are obviously a lot of uh, severe genetic mutations that cannot be overcome by nutrition, but certainly um, nutrition can play a very important role in, in modulating um, what, what types of genetics you actually have at the end of the day. And if we listen into Ronan Powers' um, talk uh, in the main session as well, you'll see some pretty profound things that you can do um, with, with nutrition in some disease models. Do we need to rethink the process of taking beef products to the marketplace? It seems clear that we're not going to have a choice in that matter. Um, uh, the pressure from consumers to, to do things like remove hormones and antibiotics from, from beef rations is quite strong right now. Uh, there's also quite a lot of financial incentive for, for producers to do those things. Um, that being said, uh, we need to find ways to do that without sacrificing the welfare of the animals themselves. This is a very critical uh, part of the story. Everyone wants, wants us to remove antibiotics from animal rations, but if an animal gets sick, you need to treat that animal with antibiotics. That's, that's pretty clear, the same as if your child got sick, uh, you would send them for antibiotics. But certainly with the power of nutrigenomics and, and being able to select a blueprint for that animal uh, we can do things with nutrition that upgrade immunity, that improve performance, the same way that other traditional technologies that might not be looked upon so favorably, uh, you can do that with, with specialized nutrition processes. Given the rising billions from China, from other areas of Asia, uh, India, and Africa, uh, growing into a middle class, is program nutrition the key to meeting the demand of the future? So I heard a statistic the other day, you talk about the middle class of China. Uh, the middle class of China actually has the same estimated population size as the entire population of the US. Uh, and so with that only set to increase with countries getting richer like India and probably eventually Africa, uh, certainly there, there needs to be ways to, to increase the production of all protein sources. Um, beef is an important one because a large part of the life cycle of the beef animal consumes feedstuffs that no other agricultural species actually use in terms of, of grasses. And so beef will remain an important uh, protein source in these places and um, finding ways to produce those without having any of the other negative effects on whether it's the environment or people themselves is very important. You talk about the importance of blueprinting. What do you mean by that? So blueprinting is a concept that came about um, um, when we developed this program nutrition concept. And uh, I do like the idea of a blueprint because you can have several different blueprints uh, for different parts of a building and you may not actually end up using all of them. And so the blueprint is the, is the, the genetics of the animal and then what you end up actually expressing or building becomes uh, what you see in reality. So the blueprint is, is very important and the expression of that blueprint. Can you discuss bypassing conventional pharmaceutical and antibiotic practices? How is that accomplished? So we have to be quite careful about how we phrase that. And a lot of people will talk about whether we're talking about replacements for antibiotics or, or substitutes for antibiotics. It's not necessarily the case. I think that most of the time when we are designing programs that allow for the removal of those, those types of technologies, we're just promoting another a process within the animal. Oftentimes with antibiotics, it's promoting immunity naturally and then reducing the actual need for the use of antibiotics 
at the end of the day. So usually the mechanism by which that happens is completely different. Um, our technologies focus more on prevention rather than coming around afterwards and, and talking about treatment. How does Alltech's EPNIC's program fit within that con? So I would say Alltech's EPNIC's program is one of the first um, true commercial successes that have, or, or mainstream commercial successes that have come out of the program, nutrition program. Um, it was originally a program nutrition program designed from nutrigenomics, but we have since gone through some pretty um, large scale commercial work as well. And like I said earlier, uh, it's important that you can actually use the stuff out in the field and actually get results in the animals themselves. And that's always going to be the natural progression of these types of programs. They start as theoretical programs in the laboratory, uh, and you do need to carry those through all the way to commercial success. And that's what Epnix has done at the moment. Professor Boland. There's a claim being advanced by some that cattle have reached maximum efficiency and that carcass weight cannot be increased. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that are that that, that certainly is not the case. Uh, if we look at the uh, work rate or the metabolic work rate of a steer and compare that with a dairy cow, which is again part of that cattle population, it's not nearly as efficient or uh, as productive as the dairy cow. So I believe that we can achieve an awful lot more. We need to understand a little bit more the mechanisms that contribute to that. And as Dr. Vahan has said, the whole epigenetic effects are going to be crucial. We know that you can modify the lifetime performance of an animal, whether it's in terms of reproduction or in terms of growth by what happens either very early, very early during the pregnancy period or later on in the last trimester of pregnancy. There is a lot that we can do still to enhance the overall efficiency of the beef animals. Uh, one of the things that we need to be very careful about is to ensure that we have those animals in the optimum health condition. And if we can get the animals into the right health status, then everything else in terms of their productivity will be enhanced and uh, will be more, more efficient than we have at the moment. Alltech Nutrition conducted a two-year ex experiment at Cactus Feeders where they investigated this. What were their findings? Their findings were very clear that they got healthier animals, that they got uh, more productive animals, that they got better weight gain, they got better uh, carcass weights at the end of that uh, trial period. So it's very clear that with the program that Dr. Vahan has spoken about already, the EPNIX program, that can deliver benefits to the producer. And if we can deliver benefits to the producer, well, then ultimately we're going to deliver better benefits to the consumer because we're going to be hopefully producing a healthier animal and a healthier animal then should lead to healthier meat so that we're going to be looking at better uh, health benefits for the consumer. I think there's a big effort now in relation to human health uh, to look at how uh, the whole nutritional program can influence that or be a benefit to the consumer. Is this experiment continuing and perhaps even uh, being explored, expanded into new directions? Well, this, you know, we will be building on the information. And in fact, it was uh, Dr. Holder who set up that uh, program. We will be building on that to see that we can expand that into more areas uh, in the world. What we're, again, looking for are opportunities using natural products to enhance the health and the productivity of the animal. So obviously we will be taking that out onto a wider scale. What are the implications for the industry from these 
studies. The implications for the industry are, number one, that it can become more efficient. Uh, in various parts of the world, the beef industry is under you know, significant financial pressure. And if we can make those animals healthier, if we can make those animals more productive, if we can get higher carcass weights, then that's going to be of benefit to the producer. Uh, I think that we can also look at how can we modify the composition of the diet to ensure that we've got a product that is of more health benefit to the consumer. So what we're striving for all of the time is to look at what does the consumer want and how can we deliver the product for that consumer. What do you think the future holds for the industry? I think the, the future for the industry is bright. I think there will be challenges. I think there will be a lot of technology come into that industry over you know, the next uh, five to 10 years that will revolutionize in many ways the production efficiency. Uh, one of the things that we're always interested in is not only the composition of the diet, but the structure, the makeup of the di that diet that will go into the, both the beef and the dairy industry. And with our Keenan technology, we can enhance the output uh, from those animals make the utilization of the raw materials, whether it's fiber or protein or whatever, more efficient and therefore more beneficial for the animal. Again, I come back all the time to that healthy animal. A healthy animal is a productive animal and will be of tremendous benefit to the consumer. You just mentioned uh, the Keenan, uh, use of the Keenan nutrition to analyze that. Can you give us some background on that? Yes, uh, the uh, Keenan technology was, mm -hmm. was purchased by Altec just over a year ago. And we have made, again, a, a lot of progress during that period. But one of the things that we have is called InTouch. That is a piece of equipment on the side of the mixer, uh, the mixer wagon. And that will not only tell the farmer what the ingredients should be mixed, the rate at which they're being mixed, and what goes into the diet, whether it's of the dairy cow or the beef cow. Beef cow. But more importantly, we will get a feedback into our um, headquarters in relation to what is the output, whether it's on milk uh, production and how are the animals are performing. We can then go back and modify or interact with the farmer to ensure that he is getting the optimum performance uh, from that system. Dr. Vaughn Holder, Research Project Manager at Alltech and Professor Morris Boland, who is the Alltech European Research Director. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. To hear other conversations with many of the featured speakers at one, the Alltech Ideas Conference, visit ideas.alltech.com. Access is free after signing up. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash agfuture.